Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. This is Ori Aurelia. I'm here with Tarsi and Glenn. And today we will be discussing renting out part of your home. Um, some of you may know the concept of house hacking and it's, um, it's a good way to start off in real estate. The idea is you buy a house and rent out bedrooms in the house so others pay for your mortgage and you can live... Um, uh, for free at least uh, you don't have to pay uh, for housing um, in the best case scenario and it's a good way to get your feet wet and uh, start building equity um, I know for ourselves or in my case um, we were looking for a house with a basement unit but uh, after some misadventures and because you know I wasn't the only one involved and, uh, you know, it was a family decision. We decided that we would use this unit just for the family when they come for visit instead of um, renting it out. Uh, we had a few, uh, a few issues, uh, a tenant, uh, a, few, a few tenant complaints, uh, some around get, one tenant getting a parking ticket, uh, the other tenant could get in and um, after a while it was just, uh, just enough. And um, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah, it's very close to home too, right? Like it is your home, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the big issues. If you if you have a bad tenant, then it's they're at home. They're they're literally they're... downstairs, and uh, you, they're in your face all the time. And uh, yeah, so there can be some uh, uh, negative aspects to it. So that's that would be my contribution. Well, Ari, off of your thing, one uh, positive thing to this is, you know, uh, we're both in Ontario, Darcy's out in BC. Uh, I assume BC works the same kind of way as this, but you don't have to deal with the Ontario Landlord Board because you it's your house, right? Am I correct there? I think so. Well, right? uh, well if they enter into a lease, they have a basement suite. Uh, that's a Okay, I guess if it's a separate suite, but if it's like you're renting a room, yeah, then that's different. Yeah, that's your house, right? That's your house. So you don't have to go through the same eviction process or any of that jazz. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, or you, Darcy, you want to go next? You want me to go next? Yeah. What do you want I've, to I've got a couple ideas. Um, you know, this, this are well, my wife and I when we first bought our, our first house in um, East York, um, we we could barely make this idea, and I was overwhelmed. I thought it was crazy. Um, but it did have a basement and what we were looking for was a basement that was more than six feet deep. Uh, so we could put in a, a secondary suite. So that was our first, first move was putting in a basement suite. And I think that's what I ran into most when I, when people talk to me about, Oh yeah, I can't do what you do. I don't want to be a landlord because people have tried that. They've had a basement suite or a carriage house or something like this. And they struggled because you're living cheek to jowl with your, with your tenant. Um, I know we were awakened in the middle of the night with our tenant and her name was Effie screaming because we share the same, uh, you know, heating system. You could hear it in the, in the radiators, you know, Daryl, why don't you love me? Why won't you say you love me? And I just want to say, <laughs> Daryl, tell her you love her so we can all get some sleep tonight. Did, did you yell that down the duct? <laughs> I, I didn't. I was just tempted because, you know, we needed the money. And they were paying like, I think, five fifty a month for a one-bedroom basement suite from us. Um, Prices are a little different now. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> that was a deal in East York. I think our, our mortgage was thirteen forty-five, and they made they made up five fifty. The other, the remainder of that, though, we made up with homestay students. Um, you know, I haven't looked at this for a while, but we took in we had uh, 
four smallish bedrooms upstairs. You know, it it's not as grand as it sounds. They were really tiny, um, but they were big enough for a television, a desk and a bed. And we took in two homestay students at a time. And at that time, you, they're paying $700 a month. Now I meant you provided meals um, and, and a bed and everything else, but um, it was actually quite a pleasure. We had a petrochemical engineer from Guatemala, or no, sorry, Venezuela. We had a, a, a English language student from uh, Japan. Uh, we had a, a student, from, a graduate student from Cote d'Ivoire, all trying to improve their English, paying 700 a month for six months at a time. Um, it was a cross-cultural experience. Uh, I thought the pay was incredible. Um, that was a lot. And, you know, and with most, you know, we just made a little bit more meals um, and enjoyed that. That was a way that turned our house into, um, into rental, um, freed up capital to do other things. It was, it was extraordinary for us at the time. Um, that one that my brother-in-law did, this was not my idea, but my brother-in-law did this. When he went to Grand Rapids, went to university, my father-in-law fronted him the down payment on a house and he bought a big old house. Now, you know, going to U of T would be a different story. Buying a house that size, a five bedroom home, what's yep. it, two and a half million, three million dollars? Um, wouldn't work. But in Grand Rapids, that meant putting down about 60,000 US. And he bought a five bedroom home and then he rented it out to other students. And he took one bedroom and he rented the rest to students. And when he left, they sold the house for a little bit more, but he had paid down all the principal on other students. And he lived for free for three years to finish his, his uh, undergraduate degree. It was brilliant. It's just a really smart way to use real estate and a tiny bit of equity to pay your own way. Those are the couple of the best ways that I've seen using your own home. And it's mostly, you're going to have to share some space. Um, but that's a, that's a trade-off. You know, your spare space to have Daryl and Effie living in your basement and your neighbor coming over to you and saying, you know, every time you guys leave, they go out on the back porch there and smoke a joint. Like, Great. Good. That's good to know, especially since he's a city of Toronto police officer. That was exciting. I was back in the nineties kids back when it was illegal. That was a bit yeah. stressful. Yeah. So, well, it sounds like we all have done this, right? We all were into the secondary sure. suite or some sort of version of it. Um, my first almost touch on this is I, my very first house that I went and put under contract was a triplex in Stanley Park in Kitchener. Um, and it was a bungalow. And I walked away from the deal because when we did the home inspection, we found mold in the attic. And it was one of those things I regretted for years because I would have been set. Um, the, it came with tenants in the basement already and they were going to pay more than what my mortgage was. I think I was going to be plus 150 bucks a month as is buying it as, as it was. And then, you know, I but anyway, like that doesn't maybe doesn't cover all the utilities, but I'd be really in a good spot. Things changed, you know. I had a girlfriend, and we bought a house um, in the other side of Kitchener instead. Um, but as soon as that was over, um, I wanted to do real estate, so I uh, immediately refinanced the house and went and bought um, a quad. Well, it's, it, it's uh, a quads up in Waterloo are not to make people think it's a fourplex. It's you're a fourth of a house. Right. So they're um, basement units with front like they're, they're set up really nicely. Um, so I bought one of those. And because honestly, I really on my own couldn't afford my own house. I was going to be house broke and it, it didn't make sense. And so I was going to move into this place that was cheaper and I was going to rent out my current place. 
and do it backwards uh, so that uh, I didn't want to be house broke. I wanted money to go out and go to the bar. And especially at that point when you're single, you want to go out and do stuff, right? Um, so that, that's where I went with it. But um, my brother approached me and said, I, I would, I'll rent some of your houses. And he owned his own house. And he's like, I'd like to make some money. I found uh, someone from my work that will rent my house for like double what I pay for mortgage. And he's like, I'd like to set myself ahead. So he did that, moved in with me and he rented out his house um, for a while. And so he could make, you know, double his mortgage. So he was, you know, more of the, I guess, the better entrepreneur at that point. Right. But it worked for me because then he paid half of my uh, mortgage, half of my utilities, half of everything, made it so I could stay in my bigger place. Right. Um, He moved out. I got one of my friends from work. He moved in and he paid half. And I thought, we have a spare bedroom. We live in a three bedroom, two and a half bath with a spare bedroom still with a tenant. So I thought, you know what? Let's get another guy in here and so that to, to work me out so I'm not paying for anything. And um, so I put another guy in and you have that tough conversation with the first roommate afterwards. And he's like, what the hell, man? He's like, I thought it was just going to be the two of us. He's like, I thought that's kind of what our thing was. We had an agreement. Are we going to renegotiate all the numbers? And like, you know, because we kind of agreed that it would just be the two of us. So what I did as a solution, this is not a good financial decision. This is as bad as buying a boat. But do you know what I did? (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, so this new guy is going to be paying, I don't remember what the numbers were, like 600 bucks a month. Let's finance a hot tub (laughs) with his money. Oh, that's great. And so then the three of us will have a hot tub and we finance it out. Uh, he's only going to be here for years. So I'll make sure the payments are under 600 bucks and it's a one year and it's paid off. <laughs> and so he's like, cool. And so that's how I got my hot tub. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a way to solve problems. You remember we talked about solving yeah. problems a few weeks ago. That's fantastic. Yeah. But I think but this, the main point of this whole thing is that we, we didn't want to be house broke. Um, we wanted, um, and that's the one thing, especially now with the market so expensive, it's very popular to put in a secondary suite or to rent out rooms because otherwise people can never save up to buy that first rental property because that's usually how people do it. They don't usually raise money on their first one. Um, they're usually coming up with the deposits themselves and it's just not even going to be in the cards unless they refinance their house or get a line of home equity line of credit on their house because everything's appreciated anywhere. Um, so there's that direction to go, but a lot of people still, well, depending on who you're talking to, like to use their actual cash. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, it's fairly popular right now. Go ahead, Darcy. Well, it reminds me when you're talking, that one of the, the bigger ideas that overarches all of these ideas is what Ari says quite often it's a shift of your mind. You're thinking about real estate differently. And many people, when they buy real estate, they're thinking about buying their home. They're buying a, a set mm-hmm. piece to show people how far they've come there. It's some sort of reward for their work or hard, their diligence. So the house is itself not an investment in as much as it's um, a statement. It's an end, it's a home, it's all these other things. My nephew is a great example of of just seeing it for a real estate asset. He and his partner, uh, partnered together with his um, partner's mother, okay, so the three of them, they uh, leveraged her line of credit and they bought a house in Langley that had a secondary suite. Um, 
So they had a suite, they shared it, spending part of the, um, the costs and the mother was living there as well. Mother took in a couple of students, um, they moved out. Uh, they allowed another person to operate as sort of like a, a bit of a rooming house with lots of students in it. And they took a much cheaper basement suite in a different part of the city uh, and let all their money ride on this beautiful home in Langley. They just sold it. I think they uh, sold it for more than double that they paid for it. And they only had about 300,000 down. So they more than tripled their money in the last, well, seven years. Um, there's there's it, some, to cut you off there, there's some yeah. sacrifice in this, right? Because Absolutely. And there's a lot of people nobody really wants to like have this they they would love to have their own space that's why people move out of their parents house yeah. um and then to go back to having living with other people may not be like there is a sacrifice and don't ruin your marriage over this to no. pushing this idea if it's not what you both want let it go yeah i know that's good caution but it is more common than we think uh you know this period in time that we're living in now is a bit of a bubble for people to have so much space and live alone. Um, humans never used to live that way. We lived in you know, larger family groups um, and we didn't live detached uh, with grass on either side of us set back from streets. This is what's happening now, but our history is not like that at all. And if you look to other ethnic groups, if you travel a bit, you'll see people living um, in multifamily things out of the Sikh community out here in, in Western Canada and BC is a classic example of that. They come from India. They, uh, they build large houses on agricultural land. They're building seven to eight, 10,000 square foot homes that house many families. And some people are jealous, but I think they're the smartest. Uh, that land eventually will come out of the ALR or, agri sorry, agricultural land reserve out here, or it uh, provides them with an uh, agricultural license to use their land. Uh, they have multifamily supporting it. So three generations, families enjoy uh, babysitting. Someone's looking after the house all the time. There's always labor around the house to work on this 10,000 square foot home and yard and garden and farm. Um, if you, you know, if you want to, if culturally you can live that way and you want to live with your parents and your grandparents, it's a fantastic way to get ahead. And you see out in front of the house, E-Class, E-Class, Land Rover, E-Class, Land Rover, Camaro, I mean, the whole family's prospering and there's, but there's also, you know, garden pickup, there's, you know, farm tractors. It's a different way of living, but it is a way to stick multifamily into a single residence. Um, there's been some resistance with uh, municipal bylaws, but they've worked it out. Um, you know, that's another way that people get along there. They live with their families and. Um, well, the, the permit process has changed a lot too. Um, that uh, if you want to do that, I know like I live in Waterloo region or actually I lived, moved to it just outside of Waterloo region now, but I lived in Waterloo region for years and they made it very easy to get permits for a secondary suite where it used to not be easy to do. Yeah. Um, they, they realize that there is a housing crisis and there's not enough houses and they need affordable houses and, you know, building these, giving permits to these builders to build it. They're not going to want to build, <laughs> they want to build stuff that's expensive because they need to make their money. Um, and it's a way to, you know, that people can afford this to get rents that are lower by being in a basement. Yeah. It can, it's to solve a problem for everybody. Yep. No, that's, that's a good solution. Uh, you know, the second one I had thought, another one I had thought of, um, rent, becoming your own tenant. If you're running your business out of your home, with, you know, provided it's permitted, um, you're your own best tenant. You know, you're going to pay. 
So uh, you're, there's certain tax write-offs as long as it's used exclusively for business. And you can pay yourself having your own business office for your real estate business in your home, making your first payments, not to you as a wage, but why not pay rent? It's a different category and pay, pay your rent, pay your utilities, all of which are write-offable ta- um, pre-tax mm-hmm. by making your own self, your own tenant. And that's make, maybe your first best rental. Or, or the other side of that, that you just spawned into my head is like, if you're going to rent a, a space for your business, yeah. um, I've always heard to own them in different corporate names, right? So you have that business and you rent from the one business, right? To the other one. And there's a lot of advantages to doing it that way, rather yeah. than you owning the business and living in the business. You just have business pays a business, right? Yeah. Um, also, if you want to sell it, then you have like rent rolls and everything else that you need to sell that commercial property. Yeah. Just can't sell your office space in your house. That'd be challenging. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap us up, Ari. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I find, uh, you know, those stories make it uh, relatable and uh, nothing like a good story to, uh, you know, that's captivating. And um, I think, I hope the audience will enjoy it as much as we did. And uh, so thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you want to send us your questions, we'd be happy to cover them during the show. The email address is advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, See you guys.